When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon's not with me tonight, so we're going to go ahead. We're going to cover a couple of different things from across the league, and we're going to go ahead and wrap on up here today. We're going to start with a rather ongoing situation, I guess, or one that was ongoing in multiple points over the last couple of days. This has been quite the week for the almost no-hitter, as we get not one but two here starting on Tuesday evening as Miles Michaelis of the St. Louis Cardinals, he goes eight and two-thirds no-hit in this game before he gets it broken up. The last possible out he had to get, he is unable to get it in there. And that one run comes on a ground out in the top of the fourth, which allowed, uh, let's see, who is it here? Uh, Brian Reynolds is the one who got on with a walk earlier on in that inning that gets him in. Other than that, you know, if it weren't for that one walk, we're talking about the difference of one out from a perfect game compared to one out from a no-hitter is certainly something. And they took him out immediately after that. 129 pitches probably shouldn't have even been allowed to go that long, especially against a team like Pittsburgh where, frankly – and a lot of team, a lot of pitchers in that Cardinals bullpen could have kept this no hitter going if they really wanted to. And with the year that Miles Michaelis has had so far, I don't see a reason to blow out his arm. Like this isn't this isn't Rich Hill going out there with uh, mid fours ERA, and you know if he's pitching great, get all you can out of him while he's on. No, this is your guy who's got a 262 ERA through 13 starts. This is a five-win player. This is a 
almost two war player at this point in the season, which is excellent. I mean, this is this is one of one of your all stars on a team that should have multiple, and there's no good reason to risk him by pitching him that deep, but they do anyways, and at least they get the win out of it as they end up pulling this one out nine to one out hitting the pirates 14 to one as well. Speaking of out hitting right after uh, I believe that would have been yesterday's episode. We talked about the shellacking that the Detroit tigers got from the Chicago white Sox 13 to nothing. They get out hit 22 to four in this game and three position players ended up coming into pitch. That's how lopsided this game was. They ended up having to have a, t- a team meeting shortly after this as things just, you know, they're not going well. Uh, just going down the line here for Detroit, you've got one, two, three, four, five players in the starting lineup that are batting under 200. Five players under the Mendoza line in their starting lineup alone, and it isn't any better on the bench. This has just been such a, it's a poor, it's poor, pit, poor hitting, poor pieces of hitting. We talk about good pieces of hitting and good pieces of pitching a bunch on this show. This is poor piece of hitting out of the Detroit Tigers, but you've heard enough on that for one week. We're going to go over to our second almost no-hitter as Tyler Anderson of the Los Angeles Dodgers ends up getting into the ninth inning as well, just very similar to Miles Michaelis, of course, ends up going awry for him as a base hit puts a runner on for Shohei Otani to triple in that ninth, putting a run on the board, not just getting those two hits on him. So he ends up leaving the game with two hits on his line when it very easily could have been no hits on his line if he'd just been able to get those last two outs. His final line on the night, eight and a third inning, one hit, one earned run, two walks, and eight strikeouts. Again, fantastic pitching from him as well for this year, this game. No matter what you want, way you want to slice it, Tyler Anderson's been a darn good pitcher for this team, and the 282 ERA he's got going so far absolutely shows that. But either way, they go ahead and they grab that win. They will, I believe they were tied last I checked as of this is the 16th. Yes. Um, excuse me. No, the are not playing the angels. I should have said, actually, excuse me. Let me rephrase that as this was the other team I was interested in. This was a point I was planning on bringing up tonight. Um, Probably series of the weekend here, angels Mariners. I I don't know how not to be excited for what they've got going on here. Of course, Shohei Otani takes them out on the first game of this series. The angels are up to nothing currently, but this decides, I mean, I know that's not the most exciting thing to be deciding, This decides number two in the division right now. Seattle comes into this series a game back on a faltering Los Angeles Angels. You know, the skid's been broken a little bit, but is it better? No, it really isn't. I mean, you're just playing two good quality teams for it to really have gotten better so far. So if they're able to, you know, get through this series in Seattle with a series win, that goes a long way towards changing the momentum Does it go a long way towards correction on their season and getting them back into the playoff conversation? I'm not so sure, but this is definitely one to look out for. As far as the rest of today's games go, there's really only one other outing 
that really intrigued me, and that was the Phillies and the Nationals. Of course, Zach Wheeler's on the mound. Zach Wheeler, Zach Wheeler, he goes seven innings. He allows one earned run. This is just kind of the way this guy is. He's going to give you those long outings. That's a short outing for him. And, you know, even having a different manager out there isn't going to change. Zach Wheeler's usage rate is always going to be incredibly high. But the real story in this game is Kyle Schwarber, who takes Patrick Corbin deep twice, once in the third inning and once in the fourth inning. The question should be who the heck is letting Patrick Corbin go four innings. He goes three and a third inning, allowing eight hits, nine runs, but only two of them earned with two home runs going to Kyle Schwarber. But more importantly here, this is his NL tying 18th or 17th and 18th home runs, I should say, excuse me there. He is currently batting 207 alongside those. Look, I know a lot of people question impact. I'm not sure how you can question the impact that much. This is a 126 OPS plus hitter. This is a one war hitter at this point in the year, purely honestly because of defensive lack of value. I mean, this is a guy who's going to, he's going to keep driving in his runs. He's going to keep on hitting his homers. I mean, tonight you add, add in tonight's stats and that will be a little quick math from me, which everyone should be scared of, to be completely honest. Two home runs and three RBIs tonight. That gets him to 18 homers and 37 RBIs on the season. I mean, he could easily, you know, you get hot here. You're talking about your second best RBI total of your career by the All-Star break. Like, I could definitely see him being up towards 50 RBIs by the end of the month, especially with the way this guy just, he gets hot, he rakes, and this man absolutely loves June weather. I, I, I don't know what exactly about it. It's a little inconsistent to me. I'm not exactly, I feel like anytime June comes around, I'm not sure if anyone else feels this way, but I just don't, I don't feel ready for the humidity and the humidity 100% comes some days goes away and other, other days. And I just, I'm not ready to deal with that. Give me till July, give me till August to have to just sit in it, deal with it, lay with it for a while and I'll be fine. But you know, this isn't the, uh, this isn't the time for me to do it. I'm not ready to adjust, but to back that up through 118 career games in the month of June, he has a 124 OPS plus relative to other players. And that is his best month out of his entire career, any month, July, August, September, May, you name it. Nothing's coming up compared to June for this guy. He's just made, he's made for this time of year. He's made for just before those dog days, just before it gets hot. He heats up a little early, gives people a taste, and then continues to provide solid, solid contributions to his team throughout the rest of these months. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of surprised. You know, this is, you're talking about a guy who's probably a 20% worse hitter than the average player through the early part of the season. That's not the time you want to be that guy if you want to build any reputation, get any form of, I guess, clout, whatever you want to call it, because, you know, that's when a lot of people's opinions are created. All of a sudden, you start getting into the later months. I mean, this is, this is almost Joey Votto level 
difference between first half and second half numbers. And it's not even entirely first half. You're talking about a 95 OPS plus in the first half, meaning like before the all-star break and 113 OPS plus after. But if you were to add June into that June, July, August, September range, it jumps way the heck up. It's the uh, first half is being ballooned, absolutely carried by his June numbers. And I think that's uh, absolutely insane. This dude's just an insane hitter. There is one more piece I wanted to touch on today before we get on out of here. And that is the recent comments about the home run derby provided by Aaron judge. Before tonight's game against the Tampa Bay Rays, which the Yankees won on a Anthony Rizzo walk-off, he decided to tell the media when asked about his all-star break, whether the home run derby was in the cards as he's absolutely going off. You know, he just is generally hitting bombs. 100% should be in this competition. His response, nope, no need. I already did it once. I'm good. I'm all good with that. You know, acknowledging my bias as a person who adores the home run derby, this is the dumbest and most tone deaf statement I think I could have heard on the derby. I mean, what does it mean? You only, you already did it once. You got rid of that. You got it out of the way. Does it not matter to you? Does it not matter to anyone? I know I'm making this up and I'm hyping this up more than it really should, but it just, it really bugged me because this is the way that a guy like home home run judge. Okay. I guess that's his new nickname. Now I am really starting to lose it. It's a little late here, but either way, I guess I'm, what I'm trying to say is you make reputations on this. Pete Alonzo has made himself a household name on home run derby and being able to just hit the crap out of the ball in that type of competition there's no good reason that he only does it once. There's no reason for anyone to be a one and done. You can get such a reputation. You can increase your standing. It doesn't matter if you're a Yankee. It doesn't matter if you're in a huge market. You still have something to gain from putting together a good performance here. Your career, your reputation is all there. The other thing is, having heard this from multiple people who've done it multiple times, there's no such thing as falling off because of the home run derby or the home run derby ruining your swing. Most of these guys, especially the guys who've done it a couple of times, all they're saying is, Oh, I was a little tired for a couple of weeks. Cause you know, you never swing that much and that hard in any BP throughout the year. That's the most work, the most swings you're going to have in an hour's stretch your entire career. If you're Aaron judge and you only do it once, you'll be tired for maybe a, a weekish. But other than that, you're going to be back to yourself. You should be. If you're not, if you're mentally strong and you're not letting it get in your head, then this shouldn't be that big a deal. But to him, it is, you know, this is just, it's, it's a poor, it's a poor choice of words. It's a poor choice. And, you know, this guy needs to consider turning things around because this goes a long way, especially when you're, relying on the opinion of other people to get you the most coveted individual award in the sport, the MVP. I mean, you can't tell me that doesn't go a lot into it. You can't tell me that when he got the rookie of the year, when he was 
in competition when he was the runner-up for MVP in 2017. I find it incredibly hard to believe that him dominating in the home run derby didn't play a lot into that, didn't play a lot into the hype. And I just, I don't see his point here. I don't see the value in what he's saying here, but that will wrap things up for tonight. Thank you for bearing with me tonight on this uh, little bit broken up show, but we will be back with team of the week on the Friday show. Brandon and I will see you manana. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.